Hi, everybody. This is Alan Fine, and I'm here with a familiar face, Gavin Landry, who is now in a new position at Visit Britain, the international director. We're going to find out what that means while we're here at Destination Britain, North America in San Francisco. And this is Insider Travel Report. Gavin, nice to, nice to talk to you. Alan, it's always a pleasure, and thank you for being at Destination Britain. Oh, I, th I thank you for inviting me. I love covering it. Um, but this is extra special because we get to celebrate your promotion. So tell us where you went from and what you're doing and what the plan is. Sure, sure. Happy to, and, and thanks for asking, Alan. So as of January of this year, I was elevated to international director, meaning uh, I'm responsible now for all of our overseas markets, which means that we are uh, in 22 markets worldwide with 18 offices physically in various markets uh, across the globe. So I have that responsibility and um, really that privilege to work with teams all over the, 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 the globe as we try to do the one thing that we all focus on, which is driving the visitor economy of, of Great Britain and ultimately the prosperity of Great Britain through our efforts. As you were saying, um, your scope was a little narrower before and now you're able to look at the thing as a whole. Yeah, I mean, the structure before the, the changes were made to the overseas uh, network, it was basically there were four international directors. So one for Europe, one for Asia Pacific, one for China, and then, of course, my role, which I was director of the Americas as well as Australia and New Zealand. So I had four markets, roughly, four or five markets, and now I have 22 markets. And uh, now being the only international director, the only overseas director, uh, it gives me really the ability to kind of look across the whole piece, uh, to set strategy for the entire team. And something that I talk about frequently is this idea of one global team, because it's really about how do we capture the expertise that exists, uh, regardless of where the expertise is sat. It can be sat in London, it can be sat in, in, in Japan, it can be sat anywhere. How do we capture that expertise and deploy that towards that, 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 that overall goal that we have that I just mentioned about driving the visitor economy? So it's really been quite fun, and, and I have to tell you, it's a privilege, because these teams, Alan, are just so talented. We have about 100 souls overseas uh, that are sat among those 18 offices. And um, the work that we do, it's inspiring, uh, but these are really wonderful people. It kind of really kind of comes down to the people, doesn't it? Oh, it does. And you were talking about you're going to base this on some pillars. Yes. So um, I've put in place something that I call an engagement strategy. So the idea is that we engage across four pillars. So with the media, with our trade partners, with our commercial partners, and of course with our diplomacy partners. And what we try to do in those uh, those four pillars is really uh, with the media influence how they present Britain and how they can align to our seasonality and dispersal goals. So we want them to align with those objectives. In the, in the case of the trade, it's how do we introduce new product and retain our product and remain, remain competitive in that highly important trade space. Certainly a good way to do it. This is one way we do it. Uh, we'll be doing uh, Destination Britain in India later this year, Destination Britain in China later this year. Um, in the commercial partner space, it's really about extending our reach. So we have a major partnership with British Airways, as an example, and to get to their audience vis-a-vis -vis our partnership with them uh, is critically important for us to extend our reach and extend our impact. And then, of course, our diplomacy partners, um, we try to be what we call part of one HMG, so one of one hate His Majesty's government. Uh, and what we do there in that space is just making sure that the things that are critical to tourism are kept on the agenda and part of the business plan. So a recent example of that is our team in France has been working with the, the ambassador in Paris, and um, they, as a result of this effort, 
put forward a mobility conference talking about student youth travel and student mobility. Our CEO actually attended the mobility conference. And now, because of this effort, it's being pushed up the agenda on the free trade agreement that's being formed with France between Britain and France. Really important because student travel is a critically you know, important piece of our, our tourism component. Um, so these, these are the types of that's things. That's just France. And as you're saying, your, your global is, your outreach is global. That's right. So across those four pillars, um, I'm also fond of saying we don't engage for engagement's sake. We, we don't, um, you know, just have engagements and interactions with folks just to, to have those interactions. We're, we're really trying to produce wins. And those wins, those outcomes across those four pillars are where we're going to focus our time and our effort. Um, so it's a very it's a very specific strategy. It's very focused. Um, the team seems to responding really, really well to it. Uh, it is a new way of working, so it's going to, it, it requires some change and some uh, new, new ways of thinking. But ultimately, what we want is we want, as we deploy all this expert, expertise, whether it's delivering our marketing programs or delivering our engagement strategy overseas, um, we want to, to form this kind of fungibility among the resource that we have. Um, so uh, putting people on project teams, regardless of where they're sat, based on their expertise. So you could have our country manager in Brazil, our country manager in Japan, our country manager in Korea, all working on a project that's actually taking place in France. And so there's a 24-hour operation kind of that happens. So when one, one country goes to bed, the other country's waking up. And if you build the project teams correctly, then you have this 24-hour operation. And I think you're much more effective as an organization as a result. So we always talk numbers when we speak and, uh, and what they mean. Right. So I'd like to do that now because your numbers are... I think you've got the best data now that I've ever seen. Uh, and I know that uh, uh, Nick Dubois, your, your chairman, is big yes. on numbers. Yes. So I'm sure that's part of it. So let's talk about, um, and we're going to show our, our audience some of these uh, uh, visuals that you guys have. Sure. Uh, you want to talk about annual visits and annual spend? Yeah, I mean, I think that, that kind of anchors the reason why we do what we do, and that is the importance of tourism to the overall uh, economy of Great Britain. You know, prior to the pandemic, we, we would talk about the numbers, which are uh, 3.1 million jobs, uh, roughly 10% of GDP. You're talking about $127 billion in annual impact and over 200,000 SMEs that are part of this industry. So critically important to the, the overall uh, economy of Great Britain. And the visitor economy is a uh, linchpin, really, in terms of how we're driving the recovery that's that's taken place uh, since pandemic so we we're very very happy about um, you know where we stand at the moment in terms of where we uh, have been recovering it is ha it has been driven by North America I think Nick told you the same uh, that the North American markets have driven our, our recovery very proud of it we are crashing through uh, record numbers that have been held for decades um, and that's through good economies or bad economies and uh, through periods of conflict and uh, periods of no conflict I mean these are well-established long records that we're crashing through both in Canada and in the U.S. Um, so it's really been uh, quite quite positive, uh, and we're we're talking to industry all the time about you know how does next year look and are we are we okay is there a bubble and are we seeing any kind of recession? Not at all. Uh, things seem very strong. Uh, the North American markets are are very interested in in the U.K. product um, and have been just you know voting with their feet. They're they're telling us that they want to come and they're going to continue to do so. So they're going always London foremost, but Scotland's moving up. Well, you know, it's actually interesting because we, we do, as one of our key strategies, have a dispersal strategy, uh, also a seasonality strategy. So we want people to go London plus, and we want people to go you know farther and, and you know see other locations in England, Scotland, Wales. Um, so that is one of our strategies. And if you look at the numbers over the, the, the years, uh, what we are finding is that we're, we are making some inroads in that strategy. So sending more people from London to other parts of England and other parts of, of the UK uh, is, is a key part of 
w our effort. And then, of course, you know, promoting the, the, the periods of the off season, if you will, um, or shoulder season. So, you know, anything outside of summer is going to be an emphasis for us. And you'll see that our, even our marketing will take place uh, in, in periods that are driving towards those, you know, spring, fall seasons, and of course, the winter um, as much as we possibly can so that we can really make tourism a year-round productive industry. You don't want tourism just to be kind of like a summer job uh, program. Uh, it needs to be a year-round industry. People need to be able to have an entire career in tourism on a year-round basis, and that's one of our key goals. I'm a filmmaker. I enjoy film tourism. Uh, I know that's part of uh, the drive to to Britain uh, and London, but I, th I wonder if Scotland is benefiting from its film tourism and why it's uh, second. I think it absolutely is. I had a good conversation yesterday with one of our colleagues with United Airlines, and they had just taken, I think, 13 folks um, that are looking for locations uh, to Scotland and worked with Visit Scotland in order to do that, and they cited a bunch of locations that could be possibly used for filmmaking. Uh, United Airlines actually partnered with Visit Scotland on this, so they complemented the, the airfare to, to in order to facilitate this um, this this happening and I, I absolutely film film and TV we know that anything on screen is a driver so whether it's you know film or television uh, as seen on screen drives visitation and I, I also had a conversation yesterday with a group called authentic vacations and they told me that they now have 13 departures for Wrexham that is built so London Cardiff you know up to Wrexham area and then over to Manchester during the winter so they've built that 13 you know departures in, in the winter um, happening for you know basically because of this phenomenon that we all know that's Wrexham so yes the film and TV is a very strong uh, aspect of our business we're very fortunate also I'll just add to that um, Disney has just taken the decision to move their production from Atlanta to the UK because it's so strong uh, our film industry is so strong uh, that that's that's a, a key part of the, the you know the the business side of the equation as well. One of the things I asked your chairman was, are you proactive? You were just reacting, oh, wasn't this great? No, you're seeking production and obviously you want to get it in the out, outlying areas to bring, every time there's something in the outlying area, uh, travel goes there. Absolutely. I mean, as an example, you may have seen Shetland. I'm not sure if you did, but Shetland now is is a is on the map and people are going to Shetland. It's it's actually not the easiest location to get to, but you know, you take that little one hour flight and, and get over to the Shetland Islands. Um, you know, certainly uh, Guernsey and I'm, one of my favorites, uh, the Potato Peel Society. I don't know if you've you've read the book or seen seen the seen the movie, uh, but um, you know the Guernsey and the Channel Islands are all become really popular. Of course, the Bridgerton, uh, you know, effect is 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 there. The Harry Potter effect is there. Oxfordshire. I was in Oxfordshire not long ago and actually went to the location where they have the dining hall, and it is literally just what you saw in Harry Potter on the screen. So it's so fun to see this, and the phenomenon is is really it's a driver. We know that it's a it's a true driver of travel. Are there any other numbers that you want to highlight? Well, I think the biggest um, highlight that I would tell you is I'm really proud to see how the sentiment around sustainability is continuing to grow. Our Part of our strategy on sustainability is not just environmental, but it's also social and economic. So social means to, to have no harm to culture uh, as a, on a basis of, of those that travel to a place. And economic means to spread the wealth so that it's not just all in one area, that it's actually spreading the wealth across the, the UK. And the fact that our consumers are really demanding sustainable experiences and the tour operators are responding with those products to say here's how you can travel most effectively the whole concept is around take only memories leave only footsteps and that's that's really in a nutshell what we're trying to achieve so the the sentiment we have in the, the around sustainability is really one I'm very proud of well I just uh, was talking with uh, Rafi's tours uh -huh. and I was uh, impressed with them saying 
uh, we don't put everyone in one hotel. We spread the wealth. That's we right. make sure that all the hotels survive for generations. That's right. That's right. And that's just one way. Um, but certainly as, as a an NTO, National Tourism Office, um, one of our key strategies is around sustainable, accessible, uh, diverse, and inclusive uh, a tourism industry. And so those are all things that we want to you know, strive for. Um, sort of a moral imperative, but also it's a, it's a business imperative because you know in each of those sectors, um, there is a business result that can be achieved. Thank you for talking to us. It's a pleasure, Alan, really, truly. And thanks and for being thank, here. And thank you. It's a great event. Thank you very much. Take care. And this is Alan Fine for Insider Travel Report.